Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Incidentally, I spoke those words to that mother, and he said, Say to the mother, Mother, say to Satan, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. I didn't get the words out of my mouth till she turned and pointed to that child who was in the preliminary stage of these seizures and said, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. And immediately the child was all right. I mean, it stopped right then. Well, now somebody said, well, yeah, but now she was walking in love just a few days before she wasn't because she told me I hate my mother-in-law. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, Love, The Way to Victory by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Just the two of them, you see, brother and sister, and had not spoken. Both of them claimed to be Christians. And now she's got into the charismatic move and got filled with the Holy Ghost. And if she'd been listening all the time, the Holy Ghost would have let her out of it. But when she heard the word, the Holy Ghost did begin to witness to her. And so she said, uh, uh, and so they hadn't spoken to one another. In 25 years, an only sister and an only brother had no communication with one another over a quarter of a century. She said, I said, I see what I've got to do before I get in that healing line. I've got to call him and ask my brother to forgive me. And so she said, just as soon as that morning service is over, I found me a pay telephone. Now she knew where he lived. Because he still lived the same place he had lived. Didn't have his phone number, but went through the operator and got his home phone number, talked to his wife and got his offing number and phoned him. And the minute she said, told him who she was, oh, he said, I'm so glad you called. I've been thinking about calling you. She said, well, I just wanted to call you and ask you to forgive me. I was wrong. I did wrong. Oh, no, no, no. He said, you wasn't to blame. It was me. I've been intending to call you and ask you to forgive me. I'm the one that's to blame. No, she said, you're not. I'm to blame. No, he said, I know I'm to blame. No, she said, I'm to blame. Well, he said, no, I'll take 80% of the blame then. You can take 20%. No, she said, I'm more to blame than 20%. So finally they agreed to just take 50-50. And both of them asked him to forgive. You will forgive me though, she said. Oh yes, he said, I forgive you, you forgive me. And said, you're going to come to see me, aren't you? Yes, he said, I'm down here in Tulsa at a meeting. And just as soon as the meeting's over next Sunday, well, I'm coming back to New York State and I'm coming to see you. And so they left. Closed the conversation. So she said, I went away from that telephone booth just a feeling good, you know. Had me a lunch. Went to my motel room, take a little nap, get in the service tonight. I'm going to get in that healing line tonight and get my healing. Laid down, rested for a while, and took a nap, woke up. All of her symptoms had disappeared. (laughs) She said, she said, I came out to the service that night and tried to find something so I could get in the healing line. Never felt so good in my life. All my stomach problems are gone. Every symptom's disappeared. All my respiratory breathing problems are gone. I couldn't find anything. So I said, well, no use me getting in the line. I've already got what I needed anyway. Hallelujah. Praise God. And two years have come and gone, and she still was well. Amen. Praise God. Now, you see, the moment she started walking in love, then she could claim the promise. While I'm talking, you turn back to the Old Testament, to the 15th chapter of, of Exodus. 
I made reference to the fact uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, on, on occasion when a young couple had a little girl about three that was taken with epileptic seizures and uh, they wanted us to come and pray the Lord said go and as we went the Spirit of God said to me in fact it was just like somebody sitting in the back seat of our car that's how real it was to me it said don't pray for the child don't lay your hand on the child well they'd call for prayer and of course that's scriptural all right they'd call for laying on hands that's scripture all right but you see there are times that you don't need to lay hands on anybody in, in fact if, if certain conditions are not met you could lay hands on people till you wore every hair off the top of the head and they wouldn't get a thing in the world out of it but a bald head <laughs> amen that's the truth I don't mean to be sacrilegious but it's just absolutely the truth and so the Spirit of God said to me, or the Lord by the Spirit said to me, don't pray for the child, don't lay your hand on the child, say to the mother. And this came as revelation to me, I'd never seen it that way before. Under the old covenant, I said to Israel, walk in my statutes, keep my commandments, do that which is right in my sight, and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you, and the number of your days you will fulfill paraphrasing that and I never thought about that before see I knew the Old Testament said that but the Holy Ghost said to me Jesus through the Holy Ghost said to me paraphrasing that into the New Testament language you walk in my commandment of love keep my precept of love do that which is right in my sight which is to walk in love because see we've already read love fulfill the whole thing I'll take sickness away from the midst of you the number of your days you'll fulfill well, if he takes sickness away from the midst of it, that means you won't ever be sick, doesn't it? And the number of the days you will fulfill. Praise God, how many of you want to do that? Well, the Bible tells you exactly how to do it. Now, for just a moment, let's turn back here and see that. Incidentally, I spoke those words to that mother, and he said, Say to the mother, Mother, say to Satan, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. I didn't get the words out of my mouth till she turned and pointed to that child who was in the preliminary stage of these seizures and said, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. And immediately the child was all right. I mean, it stopped right then. Well, now somebody said, well, yeah, but now she was walking in love just a few days before she wasn't because she told me I hate my mother-in-law. But she got over into love. She said, what am I going to do? I said, act like you would if you did love them because you do love her. I mean, if you don't love her, you're a murderer. You read that 15th verse. We read, you know, the 14th verse a while ago of 1 John 3. We know we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that hateth his brother is a murderer. Isn't that what the next verse said? And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. If you're born again, you have eternal life abiding in you. You have the life of God abiding in you. You have the love of God abiding in you. Amen? I don't like the way Christians use that word hate. It's not in my vocabulary. Amen. I don't even like to say I hate spinach because I don't. I may dislike some things, but I don't hate them. I don't even hate things, much less people. And yet I hear born again, spirit-filled, charismatic Christians. I overhear them sometimes saying, I just hate old so-and-so. Oh dear, oh dear. No, they really don't because if they really do, they don't have the life of God in them. They don't have the love of God in them. And they're a murderer. But what's happening is that that love that is in them, 
they're not responding to it. They're letting their natural thinking dominate them and their flesh dominate them. And they need to crucify the flesh and that's hard, isn't it? That don't feel good. Amen. And they need to get their mind renewed with the word of God and let the love of God abide in them and be made manifest in them. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. And so here in the Old Testament, now notice what he said. And, And let's see if it's available to us. Here in Exodus, the 15th chapter, and the 26th verse, and said, that is God said, if I will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, will do that which is right in his sight, will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now there's a little explanation here before we get into this for the simple reason that if you read from the King James translation, you'll get the impression that God literally actually puts disease or sickness on people. Now first of somebody said, well, that's what the Bible said. Many Hebrew scholars uh, bring out the point that in the, some of these Hebrew verbs should have been permitted or translated into permissive sense not the causative sense. And in fact, it should have been translated like this. The Lord will allow you to be smitten. The Lord will allow these plagues to come upon you. Now, you see, there are many other verses. Let's look at some of them. See, you don't have to know a thing in the world about Hebrew or homebrew, any other kind of brew. <laughs> Amen. Just, just know how to read. Let's look at some more verses here that have been translated in the causative sense. And we'll see that this should have been in a permissive sense. Now, for instance, Isaiah, the 45th chapter, the seventh verse, I'm reading the King James translation. It reads like this, that God said, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, I want to ask you the question, because you read the rest of the Bible. Does God create evil? No. See, if God did create evil, that would make God a devil. Now, God may permit evil, but he does not create evil. Amen. Amen. Now, look at the King James Version of Amos, the third chapter and the sixth verse, and it declares, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord's not done it? Well, you see, if God commits evil then he has no right whatsoever to judge man for doing evil, does he? None whatsoever. But God has not done evil. That should have been permitted, uh, translated into permissive sin. He only permits evil. There's a vast difference between commission and permission. Can you say amen? amen. Now notice again. Remember when in, in 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter, the 14th verse, turn and read with me. Or write it down, look it up later. When King Saul backslid, you remember 1 Samuel the 16th chapter 14th verse says, but the Spirit of the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit, departed from Saul, now listen, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. But I want to ask you the question, does evil spirits come from the Lord? If they do, we have no right to resist them. I mean, if evil spirits come from God, we ought to welcome them. Amen? Amen. But no, we know they do not come from God. And yet, if you'd read that from the King James translation, it would seem to say that. Now, what happened here? 
Very simple what happened. You see, Saul's sin broke fellowship with God and God permitted. He didn't send that spirit. He permitted that evil spirit from the devil to trouble him. And so it would have been, as some Hebrew scholars point out, the original Hebrew for these scriptures should have been translated into English from the permissive sense. But because the English has no corresponding permissive sense, the verbs were translated in the causative. No, God does not send sickness upon his people, as some of these verses would seem to indicate, for the simple reason that God's word teaches us that sickness comes from Satan. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory, and the three CD series, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan. Both can be yours today for just $24.95. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And for those of you that are in Oklahoma City area, yes. we are there every Sunday night. Rama Bible Church at 8921 Northwest Expressway there in Oklahoma City, 6 o'clock. So come and visit our church. And I say experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. Now, they started at Saturday night services so everybody could be off on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, just enjoy the weekend and then come in Sunday, Sunday night and we have Sunday That's morning right. on Sunday night. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, the Way to Victory. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.